All right, are you ready to hear the Word of God today? Good, great. Titled uh, this morning's message, Rediscover, which I believe we have to. We absolutely have to. It's essential. I think you already know the condition of our nation, the path it's on. It seems pretty much determined to stay on this path. But I also believe that the enemy himself is quite content the way the American church is. I think he's just fine with us coming and having church, singing a few songs, uh, saying a few prayers, and and then going home. And we need to rediscover uh, the purpose, why God has placed us right here in this town, in this location, on that highway. First, we have to understand the Word of God more than we understand our own ways. I want to start with the scripture that I believe that every one of us are affected. Everyone are affected by this verse, some area, some way in life. 2 Timothy 1.7 simply says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Every one of you suffer under fear some way, somehow. Especially when it comes to the things of God or saying something about God to somebody, anything, anywhere, at any time. You feel that fear grip you. Now listen, this is the Word of God. It's not Time Magazine that will change next week, have a new topic, a new idea. But the Word of God says, God says, I, me, I, God Almighty, hath not given you the spirit of fear. I've not given you that. What you're sensing, what's tripping you up, what's causing you to stutter, I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now you can define fear as anxiety. Lots of folks suffer from anxiety and anxiety attacks. The whole thing that we chuckled about with me and the dentist, God said, I haven't done that. I haven't given you that. Anxiety. Fearfulness. And where the church lies. Cowardness. Not to stand up. Not to proclaim. Be the oracles of God. Not to speak in the elevator or at Kroger's. God says, I'm not doing that. I haven't given you this spirit that you're feeling right now. So God says, and that word for God is theos. Theos says, that's not from me what you're feeling right now. What's gripping you? What's hindering you and keeping you from doing and being what I've called you to be? This church, me as a pastor, Paul sees the anxiety that is in Timothy. Timothy knows the fear that you and I sometimes feel. Have you ever felt what I'm talking about? That fear that grips us and comes upon us however you want to label it. I believe the church is fearful. We have become afraid of witnessing, to share our faith, to speak on behalf of Almighty God who's redeemed us and saved us. God, I'm saying this over and over and over. The Word of God on the screens, on your lap, in my notes is saying... I haven't given you that. When that comes upon you, when you're gripped by it, that's not from me, says Almighty God. 
Mark 16, 15 says this. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. This is a command for New Hope Church. It's not a suggestion. It's not something just the pastor does. Or some of those that maybe you think are close to the pastor. It's a command from God. Spurgeon said, gave this little account. An army chaplain once said to the Duke of Wellington, Do you think that it is of any use our taking the gospel to the hill tribes in India? Will they ever receive it? His reply was, What are your marching orders? In other words, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what might come out of it. What's your marching orders? And so the idea is, is to march on and do what you're called to do. And we are also are soldiers of the cross, and we must obey the marching orders of Almighty God. He's the great commander. And God is saying to you, what's your marching orders? Look, I've told you plenty of times, I believe the condition of our nation is because of the condition of the church. Not the white house, blue house, gray house, whatever. It's the condition of the house of God. The house of God, the word of God is what makes our nation great and strong and truly free. The, the word of God must be proclaimed. God wants Timothy to know that this fear that has gripped you, Timothy, this fear that has gripped you and I so strong that you no longer obey this great commandment to preach the gospel throughout all the world. And God is saying, I haven't given you that. This is for you and me. I felt it as recently, just yesterday, and I'll explain that. Just grips from nowhere. We all face situations where we feel intimidated and afraid, whatever it is. For some, it's speaking in front of others. makes you just too fearful. Others are afraid of confrontation. You know, if I say this, they might say that. And if I speak about this, others are just afraid of being looking foolish or embarrassed. Afraid of rejection. So we all deal with fear. Listen, some of us live our entire lives. Fear controlled. Think of that. Your entire lives. Many of you were probably called to do something and you haven't done it because of fear. What might happen? What if I fail? And this and they'll think that and this and that. So fear. Something, listen, that doesn't come from God has dictated your and my life. Fearfulness. I don't know if I could say it's my greatest battle, but boy, it sure has to be nose and nose, neck and neck. Everything and anything I do, think, or say. Fear. So the first step in dealing with this, this fear that all of us feel today is to understand, I'm telling you, it's not from God. So we're, we're, we're really trying to make it plain and clear where it comes from. It's not from God. God told Timothy through Paul, hey, that's not from me. This is Theos. This is Almighty telling you. This is not from God. 
So to be able to say, hey, this feeling I'm having, this way I feel, this something I'm supposed to do and I'm getting good, it's not from God. Listen to me, that should be a great revelation to you. God puts me in such unusual positions and I was just moaning yesterday to Ruth, saying, how do I get myself in these situations? Because I feel the grip and would rather just not deal with it, mess with it, or do it. Because of the fear that seems to just grip me. Fear attacks us all different ways. It just does. That might be part of your personality. Some of you are more timid than others. Weakness of the flesh. Demonic attack, that's part of it. But the main clue is, is none of it is from God. If you're suffering with fear, fear to have children, fear to raise children, fear to be an adult, whatever, I don't know what your problem is. Now listen, if it's not from God, then what is it? Listen, God says, I have not given you the spirit of fear. So it must be a evil spirit. Right? Can you pick something else? I mean, what else is there? So where do the evil spirits come from? Oh, they come from fallen angels. They're the fallen angels. They're the demons now, the demonics, the evil, evil spirit. So when you're about to, should I speak about God? Should I say something? Should I offer prayer to that person? Wherever, I don't care where you're at. By the milk of Kroger's. It doesn't, and that fear grips you. Instantly, you should say, hey, this is not from God. Because every time, all of us has always said, well, I didn't know if I should, and I didn't think it would be right, and what if they yelled at me? You're controlled, your entire life is controlled by the spirit of fear. An evil fallen angel that you sense. Because every one of you shaked your head and said, yeah, I've, I've felt that. I felt that fear and just grip me and come upon me. It's an evil spirit. So number one is you've got to realize that's not from God. We're not saying it's not real. Oh, it's real. But it's not from your heavenly Father. So the second step in dealing with such fear is understanding God has given you a spirit which would say, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of, but of. And a sound mind. God says, oh, I, I, look, that which controls your life and you feel you can testify and you can give a witness to it. Yes, oh yes, man. I, I mean, I broke out in sweat. I was so undone. My knees shook. The evil spirit. So you already know how to walk and function in that. So God is saying, listen, you're walking and functioning and sensing something I haven't given you. But I'm telling you what I've given you. I've given you the spirit of power. A spirit of power. Where's that at in the American church? Where is that? I'm telling you, God is happy for us to, or the enemy is just happy for us to come and attend church, sing a song, 
spit out a few scriptures. God has given us the spirit of power. When we are doing his work, proclaiming his word, we need that spirit of power and love to love humanity that is falling in in such a disgrace now. We are to represent his kingdom. We have all his power backing us. We are safe in his hands when we step out to that calling that we're too fearful to do. You have to realize by faith, God says, I have given you the spirit of power to do this. This is not just for Abraham, not just for Paul, not just for preachers. Preachers are majority of the problem in America. So God has given us the spirit of power. We have divined divined this power so many times in his church. Inherent power. It comes with salvation. It comes in in the form of Almighty God coming into your life. Inherent power. Dunamos, dynamite, dynamo. In every child of God. Even though your flesh is trembling from the spirit of fear. That's what God has given us. That's what God has given you and me. Remember Peter? Wimped out. Then he gets filled with the spirit of power. And he stands up. He comes to pass in our Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea, and all ye men that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken unto my words. Now, it's just a few days before that, where he was saying, I don't know the blankety-blank. Leave me alone. No, I wasn't with him. Crucify him, kill him. He raises from the dead. Up he comes. Peter gets filled with the power of Almighty God. Stands up in the midst of all of them and said, Hey, hey, pay attention to my words. Spirit of power. That's what God wants from you and I. Stand up in the midst and proclaim his words. God knows we can't do it on our own. God knows we're fearful little people all the time. Acts 2.17 says this, And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Is anybody here not flesh? Seriously. I mean, I saw, see, we just got this, I don't know, this, I don't know where this switch is. We just switch it on or off, whatever. If we're talking about stepping out in God, we switch it off. Because this has to do with Paul and James and John and sons of thunder and pastor and but not me, I just attend church. But that's not what any of this says. It shall come to pass in the last days. Does anybody think possibly this isn't the last days? I mean, we've talked for weeks now. Russia's on the border of Israel. In Syria, 
Turkey's moving against them. Iran's doing everything behind us. Just like the Bible says, they're all going to start coming against in the last days. Does anybody think this is not the last days? Does anybody think you're not flesh? Okay, and it says, upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters. Is anybody here not a son or a daughter? You're thinking, Pastor, you're being stupid. Oh, no, am I? Who's being stupid? If you don't think this stuff is for you, then you are. Or else you just don't want it. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. They shall speak. The oracles stand up with courage and might and power. Oh, I just can't, I can't speak in front of people. God, God said, I haven't given you that. Who was one of the first in the scriptures that did that? I, 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 I can't speak. It's, it's beyond me. I just, I can't. Moses. Was he used? I think so. So they saw the glorious working of the Holy Spirit among the disciples. Peter told them that it was something that these people could have and be part of and part in. It's the same with you. It's the same. Look, we're at all different spectrums. Some of you are retired. Some of you are entering into retirement. Some of you are in a full-blown working for everything. Some of you are just thinking about getting married. Some of you are just graduating high school. And some of you are like, one of these days I'll graduate from high school. Right? We're all through. That's for all of you. Pour out my spirit. And God is saying, when you sense and you feel that fear grip you, whether you're asleep at night in bed, you can hardly move, God's saying, that's not from me. And when that happens to you, you should say, that's not from God, but what is from God is power, love, and a sound mind. You have to do this. Our nation is desperately in need of people who will truly be witnesses, living witnesses. Before I was saved, some joker gave me a track. I went, get out of here, fool. I just wouldn't have read it. I just wouldn't have. But if he lived an unbelievable, undeniable, godly life in front of me, a living witness worked beside me day in and day out. No matter what I did, called him, said to him how much I made fun of him. A living witness. Acts 2.39 says this, For the promise is unto you. It's unto me. It was unto me when Ruth and I first got married. Then we had four children. It says, and it's unto your children. And all to them that are far off. This is talking about the disciples in Jerusalem. We're those that were afar off. We're those now somewhere in Zanesville, Ohio, wasn't even known. That's us. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now listen, when we talk about promise, we're not talking about the jokers that make promises back and forth as flesh. We're talking about Theos, Almighty God. When He makes a promise. He carries it through. He speaks it all the way to the end. 
A promise means a legal binding declaration that gives the person to whom it is made a right to expect or to claim. So when I'm in some type of hot water and I'm placed in a position to represent Almighty God or to make some unbelievable decisions, I have the promise that God will meet me with His power, love, and sound mind. It's a legal binding contract by Almighty God. And you know that there's no shadow of turning in God at all. You could bank on Almighty to be there. It's us. Since this promise is for all who are far off, it includes all the people up to this present time, you and me, all of us, every one of us, and to your children, and to my Luke and Isaac and Addison. That's a promise from God, not the spirit of fear. I'm sure they've already been gripped by the spirit of fear at times. Fear has jumped even on them. Numbers 23, 19 says this. God is not a man that he should lie. See, we lie. I mean, as soon as you go to try to purchase something, you know they're lying. As soon as I put one foot on the devilish ground called Buying a car. You sell cars, sorry. You know they lie. I mean, that's just the way we think, but we're, ta- we're talking about Almighty now. And so God even puts it in His great word. God is not a man that He should lie. I'm not lying, children of new hope, He says. I'm not. I will be there for you. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall not make it good? I can't even count every, almost every time I have to do something different. It's an automatic no. And I told you that's why God gave me Ruth. The worst thing I've ever had happen was to have uh, caller ID. Because Ruth knows who's calling before while I'm on the phone. Except now it speaks it out loud. They'll get a phone call about Bolin's funeral home. Bolin's funeral home. Ruth's going, and I'm going, I don't want to do this. I mean, I get phone calls from people who have no idea who they are. No idea who they are. None whatsoever. Walked into funerals with a deck of cards on the deceased. Walked into funeral with booze and beer bottles all pushed aside. You do it. Next time I get one of them, I'll say, no, this person will do it. It's gripped with fear. And yet, I have always been met with the power of God to carry it through and to not do it like a buffoon, to do it right for the glory of God. That's what I'm talking about. You have that power. This is not a special promise for the spiritual elite. It isn't for just James and John and Abraham and Paul and Timothy. It's not. It isn't. For Annette. It's for Kathy. It's for Patrick. It's it's for us. Look, Acts 1-8 tells you, you shall receive power. 
Now look, listen, listen. Sometimes I feel like when I say this kind of stuff, you're like tuning out. But look, if I was saying, you shall receive fear, you'd be going, amen, yes, amen, glory. <laughs> you know what that part is, right? You know how that part's felt. Well, now you have to flip it on the enemy. You have to walk in faith and say, no, I'm to pull that down. That's not from God. I recognize that. I'm not saying it's not real. I bind the enemy in the name of the Lord. I can walk in the spirit of power, love, and sound mind. You have to do that. So you can start functioning. You can be that living witness to those. When everything's going crazy, you're still trusting God. You're not going, ah! And those all around you watching you are going, what? There's no track that you can read that can make that impact. When you walk through it, and you're a living spectacle of God's love and power and keeping your life together and not insane, even when tragedy happens and there isn't a miraculous fairy tale ending on this side of Jordan. God will keep you. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is the word of God. And then when you receive that power, then God says, then you shall be a witness. You shall be a living witness. It's easy to put up a billboard. Or to pass out a flyer. But God says, no, I want living witnesses. Both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts. That's us. Fear is not from God, and yet you feel it, sense it. It controls your life and makes you make decisions. Flip the other side of the coin. That's the power. God says, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you backing up for? That's not from me. What are you saying no for? That's not from me. A living witness. We need to rediscover who we are in Christ. We've got to quit this just attending. Start being. When King Josiah was called of God to rebuild the temple once again, in the process of building the temple, they found a forgotten book. They forgot that they didn't even know. They're having church every day in, day out, doing their sacrifices, lighting their candles, doing their atonement, sprinkling this and that for all these years. Temple was destroyed. I mean, how long it was destroyed? God moves upon Josiah to rebuild. He gets a crew. He says, start shoveling, digging, rebuilding, going through things. And they come up with a, hey, we... We found the law of Moses. We found the book. Sound like American church? So you've been doing church services for umpteen years religiously. It's time to rediscover and find the book. And what this says, it's the truth. Second Chronicles 34, 14. And when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah, the priest, found a book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. What be this? What could this be? Holy bull. Holy Bible. Rediscover this book. 
Quit living in fear. Rebuild the temple according to the book. So Hilkiah the priest finds a book. Well, it's the, it's the law of the Lord given by Moses. He found it in the ruins of the church. Hilkiah answered and said to Shapheth the scribe, I have found the book. You understand, they're stunned and shocked that a book existed. All those that had gone before them just went to church and went home. Did their sprinkling, did their saying things and whatever, and that's church. A few songs. This is what's happened to the American church. We've lost our purpose. You've lost your purpose. You're the church. The power for living this gospel. Now you can sense the spirit of fear that moves upon you. Maybe even now. As I keep bringing the spotlight on you. That spirit of fear that just kind of comes and grips us. Flip that coin. Say, ho, 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 that's not from God. I know what he's doing. He's trying to make me fearful so I don't obey God. So I don't live for God. I don't stand up for God. I'm going to stand up by faith because I believe God's promise. He gave me the spirit of power. Love in a sound mind. That's a decision you have to make or you're controlled by fear all your life. Fearful for to have a baby. Fearful to have a child. Fearful when they go to school. Fearful when they ride the bus. Fearful when they go to college. Fearful when they get married. Fearful if they move away. Fearful, fearful when you get old. What? And God is saying, what are you, ho, that's not for me. What are you doing? The last days is where we're in. We know that 2 Timothy 3.1 says this, this know also that in last days perilous times shall come. You know what the enemy's doing? He's ratcheting up the fear. Ratcheting it up. The fear. Well, what's it say on down in verse 5? Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such run. They have a form of godliness. Look, do not let the enemy dupe you and rob you. Again, I tell you, I'm not saying the spirit of fear is not real. It's real. You felt it. You can witness. You can testify. But don't let it control you. Because your God, who loves you and died for you, sent you a book that you need to rediscover that says, hey, that's not from me. I'll tell you what's from me. Power, love, and a sound mind. That's from me. And you have to decide. What am I going to do? Take fear that's not from God or take this power, love, and... Sound mind, it is from God. So the guys with the book, Second Chronicles 34, 30, And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests and the Levites, and all the people, great and small, here we are, all of us, 
And he read in the ears of all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. That's what I'm doing now. I'm 10,000 years later. And the king stood in the place, made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord. That's what you have to do. Be controlled by fear. Say enough. And once you say enough, you can expect to be dumped on by fear. King stood in place, made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord, to keep his commandments and his testimonies and statutes with all his heart, with all his soul, to perform the words of the covenant which are written in the rediscovered book. Americans are being controlled by fear. The church can't be controlled by fear. We're the lighthouse in the storm. We're the life preserver. We can't be controlled by that which controls the world. We have to see what the Word of God says. So as we rediscover, we're rediscovering. It's not for the elite. It's for anybody that comes to God. You shall receive power. Stop walking by feelings and fear. They control your life all the way to the grave if you let them. Stop just attending church and walk in the power of God. What I'm saying has nothing to do with Christian TV. You understand what I'm saying when I say that? All that stuff you see. Who was that pop-off or whatever he is wants to send you healing waters? I'm going to give you a real good Greek word. Hogwash. Look that up. I don't care if you like them. I don't care what, I don't care. That's hogwash. Our nation is dying because hogwash has been preached for so many years that our young people have no clue about walking in the power of God. Because I hardly know. One Corinthians two four says this, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Forget all the doctorates and theology. Doctor this, I'll sign your Bible. Doctor that. Forget that nonsense. Look what it says. My speech and preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Who backs a doctorate and deity? Some man. Is that what you want? The arm of flesh? Or do you want to step out in faith trusting God? We already know how to walk in life with this constant feeling of fear. I can't do it. Oh, I could never do that. I can't speak. I have bad English, bad vocabulary. It's just no way. Look, 
Now is the day that we need to rebuild this temple. This one, mine, is under construction. It's like, oh God, I got to rediscover your power, might. Now we need to rebuild this temple to walk in the spirit that is from God. Theos. Recognize the one, ho, 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 ho. This making me undone, this is not from God. Doesn't mean what he's calling you to do isn't from God. But the spirit that quickly grips you. No way you can't shut up, run. Let's go back, let's get back to where the house of God is literally dripping with holiness. Yes, this house. Dripping with the holy presence of God. Man, doesn't you, don't, don't you want to go, oh man, I'm hungry for that. Dripping. There's so much, it's just dripping. The presence of God. Where the posts of the door shake because of the holiness of God. And you get to be a place where you're almost afraid to breathe because the presence is so thick. You're captivated. Or we sit in church. That's what we've done to this. Let's get back. Don't settle for just attending church. Rediscover the book. For God hath not given you the spirit of fear. You'll sense it today. Maybe now even. When we open up the altars, you're going, oh, I can't, I know, I can't go down here. I can't, there's no way I can go down here. I can't. You need to run right through that. I mean, just look at the people God used. Rahab the harlot. Noah the drunk. Gripped by fear just yesterday. Crazy. Months ago, long time ago, I have... Five months ago, courage. You understand what that means in a second. Hey, would you like to speak at the Memorial Day service, Perry Township Cemetery for the Fallen? Because I'm the volunteer Perry Township chaplain for the firemen. So the trustees of Perry Township have now gotten to know me, and all of them are volunteer firemen. So he asked me, speak, five, ten minutes. Five months ago, courage? Sure. Be on honor. Sweet Jesus. This week has been horrible. I've gone from, it looked like, blank. I don't know what the, what do I say? What? what do, we'll, be out, we'll be outdoors. Uh, outdoors makes everything worse. It just does. If you got married outdoors and made it through, you're blessed. But most of the time, it's just chaos. 
because you don't plan for the motorcycle that goes by and the trucks and all this kind of stuff. So everything's running through my mind. It's like I'm blank. I don't, I'm, it's only five to ten minutes. Get a grip. And I really can't figure out what I'm going to do or say. So next thing this man of power and courage is doing is checking the weather. It was supposed to rain all day yesterday. Wasn't it? It was supposed to. All day. Well, it didn't because of me. Because I wanted it to rain. I wanted it to downpour. That's true. Because I was too gripped to go through with it. So I texted and went, uh, it's supposed to rain tomorrow. He goes, rain or shine. I went, That's the truth. Oh, of course, I text back with my power. Okay, don't bother me. But he didn't know I wanted out of it, totally out of it. it and I don't understand why. I love the military. I love how they do that, uh, those uh, ceremonies and all that kind of stuff. I just love it. I was in the military, but man, it was just, I think maybe what it had to do was an explanation point of this message. Because you understand, God didn't come riding in on his white horse, jump up and touch me just as I was about to say, Good morning. He didn't do that. I went through it, and I swear I talked pig Latin. <laughs> it's the truth. I had my papers. I had like a two and a half worth of papers. I don't even know if I looked at them. And I, all I remember is I was sitting down, going back, sitting down. And I was thinking, what a jerk. You're a jerk. And they went through calling all the names. Very reverent, very sober. And it was over, I don't know, there wasn't that many there, 30. And there was like four or five lined up to say how awesome it was. In, inside me, I'm not laughing, but inside me I'm going, jeez, God. It's the power that did it. It's, you understand, it's not me. I'm a lump of weak Clay, not very good clay. I don't know if clay is good for anything. And I felt I just butchered the poor thing to death. And they're up there just says, awesome, way to go. Then the last lady says, man, that was well said. And then I almost laughed. Because I felt like I just butchered it totally and completely. But God took my feeble gripped with fear, lump of clay, and did something to those words. He captivated those people. And they're thinking, it's me. And inside of me, I'm thinking, God, this is what I want to tell the people tomorrow, I was telling God. That Theos is saying, I haven't given you that spirit. But what I've given you is power. And as I stumbled and felt like I stumbled and didn't say what I wanted to say and didn't make my point convincing and right, and God took those words and put power behind them and captivated those people. And I left there driving thinking, jeez, God, you did it again. You've taken the weak need And whatever I said, I can't even really remember what I said. And Lord, you made sense out of it. 
and you put power behind it and you receive the glory from it. And that's for all of us. That's for all of us who say, I can't speak, I can't stand up, I don't have any gifts or any talents, I can't sing, I don't play an instrument. None of that matters. Remember, all you've got to do is be a flesh. You've got to be a son or a daughter. And as I look around, as wild as we all look, we all qualify. So let's stand. Before you start your Memorial Day, family gatherings and picnics, have a blast. Have a blessed, safe one. Flesh has a way of embracing routine. Same thing. I think we find safety or security. We know what to expect. And so we embrace routine. But God has a way of saying, I don't, I don't want that. That's not what I have for you. I've given you a spirit of power. So before you start your holiday, this morning, seriously, take time and say, God, I need to rebuild my temple and I need to rediscover the book. Lord, I am gripped by fear many times. I am. Most of my life, half my life before I got saved, it dictated what I did, which was nothing I still grip by fear now, maybe even stronger than I've ever been before. But I'm learning to walk and rediscover the book and walk in the power of God and just trust God. Even when I beg for it to be canceled and want it to rain so bad that it can't go on. That's what God has for us. Here at New Hope, we have to rediscover the book. You have to rediscover the temple. Remake this temple. We're a place where the holiness of God drips and the power of God just shakes the building. Because chaos is not coming. Chaos is out there now. It's out there. And we cannot be chaotic with them. We have to stand up and be living witnesses when all the chaos goes on. Our altars are open. Michael's going to play some music. Look at this altar as a construction area. Come down to the main contractor, which is Almighty God, and say, God, please, reconstruct this temple. Make me what I need to be. Help me to walk in the power of God. Recognize that I'm sick and tired being led by the spirit of fear.